Get ready to die. All right. Oh, kia ora, kia ora. Hey, kia ora, hey. bro. How's it going? Good, man. Ko Drax tuku ingo, ko Napui tuku iwi, ko taku hoa tene, hi tino koa ahau. Kia korero tātou, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou katoa. Yeah, just a little oh, Maori. Yeah, oh. well, because I know you're into your Maori, uh, into your Maori culture. Um, yeah, how how much uh, Maori? How much have, how much Maori is in you, man? Oh, bro, like um, the Maori side is from my nana's mum. She's like full Maori, and then so it's kind of like uh, I don't know what what would you say? It kind of trickles down from there. I um, for me, it's kind of like you know, I grew up Maori. Like uh, I spent a lot of time out at the marae and with my cousins, and you know, doing doing all that kind of stuff. In terms of like speaking Tereo and things like that, I'm still kind of getting there. Not yeah. not incredibly solid. No, that, um, but yeah. yeah, it's it's the culture is the main thing, and just like um, it's it is really important to me. Yeah, that's, that's how we, that's how we know you, man. It's the work on it, right? Yeah, it's the it's the Maoriness. It's the iconic uh, rasta beanie. Um, we, hey. Yeah, actually, I should let you introduce yourself, man. Ah, oh, that's no, solid, all good. Um, so yeah, I guess for anybody that's watching, uh, yeah, kia ora. Um, my my uh, real name is Dean, uh, but most people know me in the scene as Arashi. Um, I kind of at the moment I'm going by like as part of my actual tag is HG Arashi. Um, just because it was kind of like I got picked up by a sponsor now, so I'm with Expansion New Zealand. Um, just kind of working with them as a player and as a tournament organizer, um, and so the HG side of things has just kind of gone um, into my persona. Um, so HG is my my team from H Town. So that's of course myself, Reno, uh, NZ Multi Boy, Rich, um, Chalice, Cam, Thomas. I know I could I could say everybody, but um, it's it's a solid team. Yeah, man. I'm a, um, yeah. Definitely the homeboys. Hey, just where, oh, of did, course. where did you get your iconic Rasta beanie? Whenever I imagine you, I think a lot of people know, yeah, Kyoto, Fano, and the Rasta beanie. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> um, I've actually, I've had this beanie since um, I was year 11 at, at school. And one day I was just going through this phase where it's like, you know, I wanted to have everything Rasta. I wanted to have, you know, anything like this. I bought these like, sunglasses that were, were rasta as well and i got the beanie at the same time so this was 2013 and i've just kept the beanie with me and just rocked it ever since um it's normally normally i'll wear it because i used to have really really long hair and i would use it to just pin my hair down as you can see at the moment i'm still kind of doing that but my hair's a bit shorter um <laughs> so i don't look like a complete mess all the time yeah. um but yeah so i just kind of kept with it you know kept with the jar vibes yeah, you know man. Less work, man. You can just go anywhere you want and not worry about the hairdo, eh? Of course, bro. It's like, it was so high maintenance back in the day. I'm like in a position where I feel like I'm going to grow it out again, but I'm probably just going to end up shaving it all back off and restarting over <laughs> and over. <laughs> that man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so tell us a bit about your story, how you got into fighting games, how you got into competitive fighting games. Cool, yeah. Um, I mean, growing up... Um, I've been playing video games for a long time, like since I was only a baby, actually. My first game was Crash Bandicoot, so I didn't start directly on fighting games. Um, but it was something where it was like, I go and play with my older cousins on like the PlayStation, and there's Tekken 3. That was my first fighting game, Tekken 3. And it was just like, go onto the character select screen, you pick Eddie Gordo, you push all the kicks, you try to smash your cousin up, and then it's just like, you know, um, whoever comes out the winner, there's there's no winnings in it, but that's just the mana and the pride that comes with that. Um, 
But ever since I was a little kid, it was just something that I was really interested in. I didn't even know what it kind of was. Um, not to sound like the most violent person on the planet, but it was just like getting to beat somebody else up on the screen was just so much fun for some reason. Um, but I just kind of kept going with that. So Tekken, I've, I've played forever, basically. Uh, I was extremely hyped about any new Tekken game that came out. Tekken 6, um, when that came out, I got it day one. Tekken 5, I played pretty much non-stop on PS2. There was one time I remember, um, this is where like the... <laughs> not really the competitive side of things but it was just kind of like a moment that i can remember from my childhood where i was seven years old playing tekken 5 um on ps2 with a friend that i had over in australia um and i picked devil Jin and i just spammed the lasers we fly up in the air and just shoot the lasers oh, yeah. down and then my mate like was just so salty and started like punching my arm and stuff and, and I you was like that oh, feeling yeah. you, you yeah, like it was, feeling, i was just yeah. cracking up laughing <laughs> but yeah so um it's just been Tekken non-stop basically and then um of course i kept playing and playing when i got to high school me and my mates um we had two psps and we just play against each other on the bus that kind of stuff um but of course i never broke out into the competitive scene until 2017 um i did play a little bit of Tekken tag 2 back when when that was out on ps3 um and on xbox 360 I used to be a really big like achievement hunter back then, so I wasn't really playing it for the like actually getting good at the game just to try and smash all those little trophies and things out as fast as I could. Yeah, but I did play uh, actually a little bit with Lionheart, the uh, Nina Anna player from yeah, Palestine yeah, North. yeah, yeah. So that was probably the first kind of person that I I played against online, and I was like, holy heck, this guy's good as! <laughs> and I like, of course, thought that I was I thought I was decent at that time, but all I really did was pick Warring and do like back three into like jab, 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 or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm the combo master, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So when it came to 2017, I had moved from Taranaki up to Hamilton um, at that time. So I started uni 2016, but I was working every weekend um, at Countdown. Yeah. Check out you, operator. You were working at a bank for a short period, weren't you? I was, yeah. yeah. So I worked at BNZ um, as a, like a, Customer solutions advisor is what I was called, but it was just kind of like I answered the phones, dealt with people's bank accounts, um, helped them, yeah, help them solve any issues that they had with their banking, basically. Um, that was, of course, end of 2018 till the middle of last year. Um, but yeah, before I got into the tournament side of things, I was working at uh, Countdown as a checkout operator, which was lots of fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no I... meeting very interesting people and doing very interesting things um but yeah it came to a point where in 2017 i scored a new job working for the university of waikato where i was a um kind of student um ambassador where i went went out to high schools and just spoke to students and helped them pick their future career path um where i had my weekends free and it was like okay, I don't have to go to work on um, Saturdays anymore. There's this tournament that I've been seeing on Facebook for a little bit. Um, and I'm like, I want to go. And the very first time I went, um, Reno posted up on Facebook at the same time saying, hey, can somebody from Hillcrest drive me over to Hambats? I'll give you the petrol money or something. And I was like, yo, let's go. Um, <laughs> really? So, That's how you two got together? Yeah, yeah. That was yo. it. Um, and he thought that I'd been going to tournaments for a long time, but no, that was the very first time that I went. Um, and that, that was when our friendship began. It was just, you know, I gave him a ride over. I didn't even care about the petrol money. It was just, you know, come with me. I've never been to this stuff before. 
I got absolutely slapped by everybody in in all the games. <laughs> so my 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 uh, pride was shaken <laughs> at the time. Man. Um, but yeah, I just I just kept on going because I lo- I love fighting games, and even if I was losing, it was just you know it was so much fun just getting to play these games against people and just you know talk talk kaka to each other and just you know have yeah. a good time, and then. You know, and then that's just kept on going today. Yeah, you're, de- you're, you're definitely one of the um, the pride aspects of the Hamilton scene. You've really nurtured that scene and grown it into what it is today. Um, for you, what's been some of the challenges growing the Hamilton scene? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, of course, I got to hand it back, obviously, to the my ancestors before me, with you know uh, Dan Frontane, and um, even people before that, like Kurt. Stereo Monkey, um, and there's another guy, I think his name was Ian, but I can't remember what his tag was. But that's the people that have started the scene up. So back, obviously, when Hambats began, it was kind of a smaller um, scene, and obviously I speak with Dan a lot because I um, used to work with him and competed with him in tournaments and all that kind of stuff. And it was just a space where people who like these kind of games or even just people from the community that, you know, wanted to have something to do rather than, you know, going out onto the streets and doing stupid stuff. Yeah. Um, had a space where they can come and just play games. Um, and so I've kept that same kind of mana going. So it was like, you know, if there were people out there that just want to have a jam or if there's like people around the community center and they're like, oh, what's this? It's like, yeah, just, just come on in and have a jam. Um, and the scene has actually kept going from... From that kind of stuff, just trying um, our best to get people into this kind of stuff and show them that, you know, if, if you like playing games competitively or if you just like games, just, you know, come and hang out with us um, and have a good time. I think in terms of challenges for growing the scene, um, it sounds kind of stink, but I don't think Hamilton always gets the respect that it deserves. Um, some people kind of think that Hamilton can be a little bit free sometimes, which I I completely disagree with, and I think if, if people come to Hambats more, they'll see that you know, there's a lot of really you know strong competitors here. Um, but just the fact that we don't have um, the prestige that, like, say, Auckland or something like that does, it makes it a little bit trickier to get people to come through. Yeah. Um, but we do get people from Auckland coming down and always having a good time. We've also had players from Rotorua come through, which has been awesome. I love um, hanging out with people from that scene as well. Um, and I think. What another challenge be? Just the fact that we don't get to run events incredibly often. Um, if I could, I'd probably run an event every weekend, but I'm I'm pretty busy nowadays. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you guys really proved your worth when you hosted War. You know, the first War, and the expectations. I wouldn't say they were low, but a lot of us were very surprised at what it delivered. Like it was a really good yeah. event. The first, like the first War was great. Um, yeah. What was? Oh, uh, dude. Yeah, um, just the first war was amazing. Um, of course, um, Dan and his whanau and just all the people that have helped out with, with war and people from our scene that have just come through and supported the events, it, that's what made it into the thing that it was, and it was such a good time. Um, I just remember Dan telling me that the burger place inside um, Sky City, the Eat Burger, oh, yes. had its, um, its best business weekend on record or something at that point in time because we were all of us gamers going through and having a fat feed. Yeah. Um, but it was just, I think it's the fact that we have that kind of, you know, homegrown whānau vibe and we've, we keep going with that um, is one of the things that makes us kind of unique and makes it 
a little bit more enjoyable for people because it seems like the pressure is kind of off in a way. Yeah, no, I agree. Sometimes. You make you make handbats very special, you and your group, because you know you do something that not a lot of us do at our handbats is you know you buy like dinner sometimes you know like you buy fish and chips or pizza i think the first time i witnessed it i thought wait a minute like wait someone's paid for this i was like what this yeah, is, like yeah. it's just so i mean you don't expect to get fed at at these kind of things but as you said you really emphasize far now and i think it's really cool how you do that for your scene oh for sure bro yeah that's that's the the biggest thing it's kind of like um the, the competition is there of course but just being able to have people come through and feel welcome and feel like hey this is something that i enjoy and people enjoy having me here that's that's the kind of the key i reckon yeah um and yeah about that like you know buying the food and stuff um of course it's kind of like something where if if i had more money i would do that every time um but we normally just um do stuff like buy the scene for the scene basically um we're hoping to eventually get like more setups and things like that um, and go from there. Of course, Hambats has never really had prize money or anything like that. A um, couple of times I've given away some stuff um, as prizes just to make it a little bit more of an incentive for people to compete. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any, any kind of proceeds and stuff that we get is always going straight back into the scene. Um, and I guess in recent times, it's mostly been helping us, you know, fun stuff like war yeah. um but in the future um where it's because we get more and more people coming through or just because we have enough in the bank account that we can you know splurge a little bit um we'll just be making the our events bigger and better yeah i mean and you yeah. also get the um the odd yeah like you said the odd players coming from auckland but even overseas like i think you've even had like yeah. an american guy um who plays Tekken over there at one point um yeah. and you yeah. got some great and you got some and you got some funny characters there um like Majin being fucking Love that guy. He's cool. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. You mean Majin Boo, right? Majin or... Boo. Sorry, Majin yeah. Boo. Majin Bing's the Australian guy. So. Oh, bro. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. Um, no, you're the first guy you're talking about, Sisu. Um, he's he's from Atlanta, so he plays with, like, pork chop and stuff um, sometimes. So it's really cool to have him coming through and, and playing with us. But he, he was over here because his uh, wife was doing a well, – his now wife, they got married now. So congrats to Sisu. Nice. Um, Hey, she was doing her like exchange over here. Oh, um, right, yeah. 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 So, okay. so they moved back to the US um, end of last year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty sad. I mean, I swear, um, I swear, bro. Like the Hamilton scene, it's grown so much. Like the players, even the overlays. It took so long for Hamilton, like for Hambats to get overlays, bro. <laughs> because uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'd, re I'd remember watching like matches and stuff but because there's no overlays you've got no idea who's playing and so i'm trying to guess who's playing this character and oh street fighter who could be playing these two characters like yeah in, in those early days man um like you were carrying that scene like you literally you were carrying that scene every game in that scene um, oh, dude! I just like it's not even me as well. It's like when it came to the overlays and things, we had um, Aaron um, Boozbender, who I don't think he's even in Hamilton anymore. I haven't seen him in a long time, but he was the guy who was actually running our stream for um, the last couple of years. So you notice, obviously, that Hambits this year hasn't really had very many streams mm. because Aaron's kind of not with us. Um, like I was able to run a stream the last Hambits that we had, and I mean. You can see who the names like. You can see who's playing now, but that's kind of it. <laughs> no, but that's a. Hey, it's a, it's a step up, you know. Um, yeah. And now, yeah. I mean, you stream now too, 
So now you're yeah. applying that skill into your TOing. Um, are you enjoying streaming other titles outside of fighting yeah. games? Yeah. Nah, like um, I've always wanted to stream. Um, I never really had like a good kind of computer that I could do it off. So you notice that sometimes when I was streaming in the past, I would just use the um, built-in PS4 streaming thing, which yeah. uh, kind of sucks. Um, so having my own computer and being able to stream um, from from this is awesome. And even as getting people to come through and just see other stuff that I play, because I don't just play fighting games, I kind of play a bit of everything. Yeah. Um, it's normally really good, and um, even if I don't get many people coming through and you know um, watching at any given time, it's just cool to have people like support what I'm doing and just just talk to me. I guess mm. I like having a social life. <laughs> What's been the best game you've streamed uh, to this point? Best game that I have streamed. Um, I mean, in terms of like viewership, um, Tekken has been has been great. Um, I normally get quite a few people coming through and watching that. Um, I guess in terms of other stuff that I've streamed, because I haven't really been doing that consistently, um, like until recently, I guess. Um, I was streaming Ghost of Tsushima um, recently, which is an awesome game. Yeah. Like, I mean, if if you can get that, I I highly recommend it. Um, and I think it's just been kind of. Me being able to chill out after work and just play this game and then just have some people coming through and, you know, being there alongside me. That's that's kind of the main thing. Um, I think if I could stream anything, um, what would be, like, an ideal thing to stream? Yeah. What, what? What's kind of, yeah. <clears throat> um, have you ever heard of the game DJ Hero? Um, oh come on! If, if they made another DJ, if they hero, made DJ I would be yeah, streaming that next, every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, bro. That was yeah. That's I mean that that went that got as big as Guitar Hero at one point, eh? Like that was just yeah. mad hype. Yeah, I don't want to like um be be that kind of guy, but DJ Hero, I was like top ten in the world um for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So like, oh. that was my thing before fighting games was yeah. DJ Hero. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. And and you stream Tekken as well. How are you finding um, Tekken? Because you can only play Akuma with your Street Fighter skill set. No way, dude! What I know you. you I know you play other characters, but just the the Street Fighter character Akuma. You've got Akuma in there. Yeah. Um. I mean, I've been kind of trying to get away from Akuma. Um. In recent times, my actual like my new main is is Noctis. Um. So I've been playing quite a bit of Noctis. Uh. Recently, but of course. Um. When my highest ranked character is Akuma, at some point I was like Ryujin. Um, but I just feel like I, I play like such an idiot when I play Akuma. Play like an idiot. Does this have anything to do with you? Like, does this have anything to do with Street Fighter tendencies? The way your uh, the way your mind is when you play Street Fighter compared to say Tekken. Um, I guess so in a way. Like, there's some stuff that that carries over from Street Fighter, of course, with um, Tekken being in in 3D and Street Fighter being in 2D, things are a little bit different, but um, the way that I can play Akuma is just totally different to the way that I can play any other character in the game. Um, so it's kind of like when I first started playing him, because he was one of the first characters that I wanted to play in Tekken 7, um, I really enjoyed playing Akuma. Um, just the creativity and also the way that you can just annoy people. Um, <laughs> there was a time... Um, at Auckland Rambats, where there was a guy I was playing who was who was actually beating me with Yoshimitsu, 
And then I ended up um, getting to a point where I was just uh, sitting at the other side of the screen and just throwing fireballs for like the whole game. And he was just like, bro, <laughs> this is ticking, man. This is ticking. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm just laughing that I won. <laughs> well, to this day, like a lot of ticket players still struggle with the, the 2D um, uniqueness, I suppose. Um, yeah. But obviously, there are players that ca- have overcome it, and there are players that can't. You know, like it's just yeah, yeah. You just you just get you just get used to it over time. Uh, I never, 100%. I never, I never will though. Um, I think when I played you online at one of the expansion tournaments, I re- your execution had really improved, and you were doing like really strong combos. Not that you weren't before, oh. but just your Akuma scared me. It scared oh, me, man. Oh man! Well, ooh, making me feel feel good, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I've been practicing for a while. Like, um, yeah, execution is something I've been really working on over the years. Um, even like before I was playing Tekken, like my kind of training regime was to try and do all the trials in Street Fighter Four. Um, and of course, because Akuma plays so similarly to Street Fighter Four Akuma, like the inputs are, are practically the same, except of course you can't do back one and Street Fighter 4 because it just comes out as a jab. Um, so as my execution in Street Fighter 4 has grown over the years, I think my execution in other games have gotten a lot better. Um, but yeah, just um, just been practicing, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, well, since we're mentioning Tekken, you've also helped uh, the Rotorua scene um, because I think they, they've been hosting a lot of... They've been hosting fighting game events, at least, yeah. um, and some yeah. other ones as well. Yeah, the Digital Natives Academy. Yeah, I mean, massive shout out to um, Rotorua FGC, whether it's um, the guys from DNA or if it's just um, you know Hartivius and Inez, those two kind of like the figureheads of the Rotorua scene. Um, but it's so cool to go down there because they got that same kind of whānau vibe and even if they're um, starting off small, they got people turning up. Um, myself, Majin Buu, um, as anything, and Reese have been cool. Um, went down there end of last year, I think it was. And just played in one of the spaces. I think it's their temporary space because they've just actually um, opened up a new space down there for DNA. And it was just cool, man. You just sit there, play all day. Um, they got a feed for everybody, yeah. and um, there's even a little bit of you know a prize at the end, which was quite cool. And just yeah, having that same kind of fun vibe. So, um, so obviously, I feel at home when I'm when I'm with them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The first Tekken Seven tournament they ran, you helped with the stream. Do you remember that experience where you had that one person in the chat that was trying to start shit for some reason? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was watching it and I was thinking, hey, don't, don't, don't come at my boy like that. Like, like he wanted to start something. On, I mean, but never pay, never pay attention to Twitch chat. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro, I just, I was thinking, is he just trying to be a dick for no reason? Of course, it's kind of like for me as well. Um, I play into it a bit too. Like, I, I want to, like, you know, just get involved with that that talk a little bit but it was really annoying i think it was just like you have to come in here and you know say all this stuff like mm. do you have a life or <laughs> what is this yeah. but that guy um i we found each other on playstation i never actually got to play him but i like i don't know i messaged him and said oh so do you want to first the five or what and he's like mm, okay and then we never played so typical yeah. nah never don't worry those guys that yeah exactly eh? um well, actually, here's a question. Have you ever had experience with um, stream snipers or uh, vibe killers? You know, so you're streaming a game, you're trying to enjoy the moment, and you've got someone in the chat just like that dude saying, nah, man, 
like to say you're not fun, you're not funny, you're not whatever. Mm, I definitely like I haven't had that experience yet um, on my own streams, but like, yeah, I don't know. I've gone in and, and like sniped other people's streams, like um, like my mate Zimbolic. Like I tried to jump on and and play ranked with him when he's playing and stuff as well, but never had anybody come into my stream and just start you know like um talking down on what i'm doing or anything like that um i don't think it'll be a very nice experience no, for anybody but, yeah um yeah it hasn't happened to me yet thankfully oh that's good yeah well with your twitch channel are you hoping to get more um growth in that in that department you know because i look at zimbolic and he's like trying to hit 500 followers and that's quite a like he must be yeah. he, he streams every day which is good you know I know um, it's crazy. We, we need more streamers in the community, but but yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's something where if I have like if I had more time, I'd probably stream a lot more. Um, recently, I got to affiliate because I was just kind of trying to stream more often, and I got a few more followers and people watching consistently and that kind of stuff. And that was a really good feeling, just you know, seeing that people like what I'm doing and um, knowing that hey, this might actually be something that works. But I'm so busy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just have so much stuff to do. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, who from the Hamilton scene doesn't stream, but would be good? Uh, would be a good. Ad, would be a good personality to stream. Mm, from the Hamilton scene. Yeah. Sorry, um, I should have said who's someone that doesn't stream, but they should. Okay, let me think. Um, wait, Majin Buu should stream. He'll be crack up because he just like <laughs> he's gonna need like just just trolls. Um. I think we have like some other like really we have such really good personalities in Hamilton, just lots of chill people. Um I think one guy who doesn't stream but would probably be quite hilarious to watch is um Amon. Um Mud Milk Midges he calls himself nowadays. Um okay. he's a he's a Tekken player and he's just got he just says the most like random crack up stuff. Um but yeah, if you ever run across Mud Milk Midges on PSN, um yeah. He's, he's an interesting fellow. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, man. I feel like if, if we could just have a stream where it was just all Hamilton players playing all day, then that would just be, I don't know, the perfect stream. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, um, not much else to say, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so we can go back to Hamilton now. And there was an iconic moment that happened. Um, yeah. How about I just play that moment instead? Um, oh, God. <laughs> no, no, this this is the moment that lived in infamy, man. Like this guy caught red-handed on stream. Um, Reno moving quick, like man, he was fast like Quicksilver, man. Jesus. Oh my gosh, yeah, this. Oh, like I don't even really understand what was going on at this point in time you can see that everybody's just like chilling and having a good time and stuff and then this this kid just wanders in he'd actually come in earlier in the day um and was just i don't know maybe scoping out the place maybe noticed the um money jar a little bit earlier um but because of course we're so i don't know welcoming in the community it's just people just wander in kids wander in all the time and it was never just, give like, it a second thought it. yeah yeah and then he's he grabs the thing and runs off like he, he reached behind me and grabbed something and i thought he was trying to do something to me so i was like a little bit confused and then i saw reno get up and sprint out the door man he was and, like quicksilver man yeah and then i was like oh oh okay he did that and then so of course i tried to join in and chase after there was a, a few of us running after the kid 
um, at some point I am obviously not the fittest person in the Hamilton FGC. So I, I ended up running out of breath and falling down at some point in time and just thought that maybe yelling at him would, would cause him to stop, but it did not. Um, yeah. but yeah, um, we did end up getting the money back and everything in the end. Um, the kid, we actually somehow, not wasn't me, but I think Reno and, um, Tom found his house or something. And the mum came out and said, do you want me to give him a hiding? Because I will. And then, you know, stuff was like, uh, no, you don't have to worry about that. But, yeah. Oh, man. That's just... Oh, you should, so let, you like, should let the mother cane his ass, man. Possibly. Yeah, or I could have just I don't know, linked her to the stream yeah. so she could watch what happened. But Yeah. I mean, like, you know, Auckland Rainbats, everything's under lock and key. Um, yeah. Very lucky that that money was in front of that camera, man. Hundred oh, percent far yeah. out, yeah. Jesus, I mean, because I mean, not that it's a lot of money, but you know, that's that's your hard work. That's that's your guys' community, you know. Like, yeah, it, it, that, like, that is in that cup. So everybody in the room yeah. had put something into that. So it's like for somebody to come and try and take that all away is just you know mad disrespectful to begin with, but just sad. Yeah, nah, my heart goes out to. Yes, mother should have caned him, man. Um, oh, my heart goes out to Reno. Jesus, yeah, like far out. Like he, he, how how long did he tell that kid? Like we we were running after him for like maybe three minutes, and there was some kids that were outside the building at the time that like tried to stop us and like swung scooters at us or something. And it was like, what the heck? Wow. But yeah, Reno chased them for ages, but we lost them at some point. Um, he he was obviously running for his life. It was looking like a. You know, you ever seen, um, was it Roadrunner, I think it is? Oh. Um, cartoon? Yep, yep. Yeah. So he, that kid was running like that. Um, yeah. And then he dropped the glass with all the, like, he took the money out and threw the glass on the ground. And I think after that, we kind of slowed down because we didn't want to, like, cut our feet up or whatever it was. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we were running for a while. Jesus, yeah. Um, well, yeah, we've got your boy Reno here. And, you know, you've mentioned that you're friends long-time friends but i guess there's a rivalry there too but um yeah it must it must be really cool that you know you guys kind of share that bond between you you know what i mean like you've always got that training partner you've always got that friend to go to when stuff goes down oh, of course yeah um like reno my closest friend in the in the fighting game community um just obviously he's been there since day one we we're both obviously like kind of um low skill street fighter players at the time when we first started going to handbats and reno has just gone up and up and up third place at nationals last year winning um sub-zero scuffle the most recent major um he's just got more and more solid and he puts in so much time and so much effort into getting good at the game it's Mm -hmm. it's insane um of course i've been you know trying to keep myself up there it's kind of hard when you got a a lot of other things going on but um from the most recent handbats surprisingly i beat rich and i and i almost defeated reno in grand finals that was a really good feeling um but yeah he's he's just kind of one step ahead at me at the moment but um yeah i i love playing against reno and um just know that when we get to nationals this year if if he doesn't win i'm gonna be surprised to be honest You, you think so yeah yeah okay um but also you know you've also done well um damage a cup last year you had a really good match against a strong player. Now, I forgot who it was. Was it Big Chopper or was it Sky? It was someone that was it was a real strong player. Um, and I was rooting for you in that set. But it, uh, who knocked you out of Damage Cup? Uh, 
Oh, Reno knocked me out of damage. Oh, no. But, um, I, I played Isaac on stream, and I was doing really well up until that last, obviously, sequence. Um, so Isaac uh, very narrowly defeated me there, which, I mean, it wasn't surprising for me. I think it was more surprising the fact that I got so close to kind of winning this set. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so Isaac beat me, um, and then I actually went on and I beat Lewis K um, in, in loser's side, who's yeah. like insanely good um, Fong player, and Fong is like my most hated character in the game, so it was like, to win that felt really good, but it wasn't streamed, so I was like, yeah. sick. and then obviously Reno came and beat my ass way too hard, so. So how does Kemi um, do, do, so do in the matchup against Isaac's Rashid and Lewis's Fong? Um, Kemi Rashid... Um, honestly, I think Isaac thinks that Cammy beats Rashid. I feel like Rashid beats Cammy, <laughs> but of course, um, we're both maining our two characters, so we're probably a bit biased. Yeah. Um, in all honesty, I feel like Rashid does have a little bit of an advantage over Cammy. And then Fong actually, Cammy definitely wins that matchup, but it's just such a weird character. Like you really have to kind of practice against that character to know how to win um i'm just lucky because i i have dan down in hamilton and he plays fong yeah. so yeah That's um sweet. yeah um but that, that was a good time um just yeah being in damage twice um and hoping to i don't know if it's going to happen this year but hoping to get back in again um yeah. i mean i i'm feeling like i'm doing okay this year mm. so so yeah. you've had a big change like you're a teacher now was that always the yes. goal after college um, um teacher yeah well it was one of my kind of two goals so when i was at uni i studied psychology and english um and my my plan with that was either to keep going in one direction and become a clinical psychologist or go and be an english teacher which is obviously what i'm doing now um so i'm kind of hoping in the future that i can combine both things and be an english teacher or even a psychology teacher um and like a school counselor or something of that nature where I can just um, you know, be there and help people more. Um, so yeah, it was always something that I, I planned to do. Yeah. Of course, um, last year I had a bit of a break from university and things like that, where I was working at BNZ and you know, we'd often um, applied for the Teach First program and then got accepted into that. So that obviously set me up and put me back on uh, the academic route, which I am three terms and a bit into with teaching um and of course with covid it's made it quite an interesting year but uh, really enjoying it yeah what does teach um what does teach first like is it is is it like teachers college like how what is that what, what is that like for for training uh, so it's a really interesting setup it's basically um i'm doing a fully funded master's course so that they like pay for my master's um but i don't go and attend classes or things like that i just teach so like we had a little course over the summer um where we learned um just some i don't know fundamentals of teaching i guess and just looked into the standards and focused on how we can you know create change for these these young people yeah. um and you know just teach first kind of gave us some good skills over the summer and then Day one, term one this year, that was my first time teaching, and that's when it all began, basically. So I am teaching and learning at the same time. Um, I have assessments and stuff that I have to do every so often, um, which can be a little bit challenging, but um, yeah, I'm kind of doing okay. Passed my first paper, so... Oh, good stuff. Feels good. good. Stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. Congrats. So 
like for te- for this teach first thing, was it you and a select few people? Like, is it a big group that they take, or is it select numbers? Yeah. Um. So there was a bit of a, a process I had to go through, where it was like, um, I had to fill out a whole bunch of application forms online, where I just had to explain why I wanted to be a teacher and um how I feel. Um, I would benefit from the program and what I would bring to the program and that kind of thing. Um, and I made it past that step and got invited to an assessment center where there was about 12 of us. Um, and we had to carry out a practice lesson and answer a few interview questions. Um, and just kind of, you know, just try and, uh, I don't know what, what, what is in the word? Just be ourselves and just see, see what happens, I guess. Um, so I made it through the assessment center and after that I was I was in the program and there is 80 of us in the program this year out of a group of like I don't know a thousand or so people that applied because yep. it, it is getting really popular this really program popular. Okay. Um, a lot of people trying to compete but they pick um, obviously people that they think are going to make a difference and yeah. well which which makes me obviously feel pretty good that I was I was lucky enough to be selected from that yeah. that group um, why, why the yeah. topic English? Why, why did you want to teach English specifically? I think English is something that I've just enjoyed for a long time. I mean, if I, if I had a choice, I would have also taught music because when I first started at uni, I was actually studying to be a music teacher as well. Um, but English is something where I've, I've enjoyed it all throughout school. Um, I really love creative writing and songwriting and just anything to do with like expressing my ideas on paper, I guess. Um, and that was the key thing for me was creative writing. Um, I also really enjoy film study and stuff like that too. So I'm pretty, um, a pretty big film buff. Yeah. And so it's kind of taking that subject that I was really interested in at uh, high school and just working on that and turning it into something that I could kind of teach and make interesting for, for more people, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, English is something where you either love it or you hate it. Um, so I've got obviously a few students that you know hate it. Um, and I got to try and make it really interesting for them. And I think the main thing for me, being a teacher, is great because I just get to, you know, spend time with these young people and um, hear their stories. And when they come to the classroom and they feel happy and they and they like, you know, feel comfortable, that's that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Even even if it feels like the stuff that they are learning about is just so boring for them or whatever it might be, just if they if they're happy, that's that's the key. Are there any hardcore gamers in your class? Is there a little bit um, that you see in them? Like, are there a little? Are there a few rebels that stand out? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a few actually. Only Honga High School actually a strong um, spot for for competitive gamers. If you know Rolf Gang, um, uh, Campbell, Childish, Cambino, the Leo player from a couple of years back. He's a streamer now, plays Valorant and all that kind of stuff. He's from Only Honga High School. One Punch Shanna, also from Onihunga High School. Um, Trash, if you know him, he's from Onihunga High School as well. Nice. Um, and then these, we've actually got a few students that are still at school who've been going to Auckland Rambats and things like that. So if you've heard of the player Zero Mark, um, he is one of the students at school, and so he trains with me, and um, he's he's really solid. So he came top eight at Auckland Rambats yesterday. Yeah, no, like, I mean, good, insanely good. And it's not just him. There's like other Tekken players there and other people that are really keen to get into competitive Tekken. I catch students sometimes watching Tekken videos in class, and I'm like, you know, I like what you're oh, watching, that, but that, you shouldn't be not, doing that. That's, like, that's, that's, that's not a match. Let me show you a yeah. match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Right, see, but I've man. also got a lot of kids that are really keen on, like, Fortnite and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, Valorant so, stuff, yeah. Yeah, on Friday, there were some kids in my uh, year nine class who decided they wanted to play 
it's like a clone of Fortnite called 1v1.lol, and they're trying to play against each other in class. And I come over and say, well, well you're, you're not meant to be doing that right now. But look, if you don't stop, I'm going to have to get on there and clap you guys. And they're like, oh, come on then, sir, let's go. And then so I'm like, all right, all right. And so this kid that apparently is really, really good sits down and challenges me. And then um, we have a little 1v1 and I win. And then I just stand up, you know, walk away. Yeah. The kids are like, whoa, you no. just got clapped up by sir. And I'm like, there you go. Now write a report on that. Yeah. <laughs> tell, your, tell your parents that. And then I'll see them at the next uh, parent-teacher conference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Exactly. Well, yeah. I, I used to, you know, like, I think, like, a lot of us back in school, we remember teachers in training. And there's always, like, the teacher, like, they always have that, that anchor, that point of contact for help or advice. Do you have that? Is there a teacher that you kind of um, go to for advice or feedback? Um, I have mentors in school um, who are kind of there as part of my program to support me. So like my head of department at school is always really supportive and helps me out with everything and that kind of stuff. Um, I also really um, appreciate the support that I'm getting from Teach First and the, and the people who have been teachers who are there as part of the program who are there supporting me. So there's like a guy that I work with um, quite often um, who is like the program manager for our for Teach First. And he's been supporting me a lot over the last um, couple of weeks and just helping me out with my lesson plans and things like that. And just knowing I have that support is really awesome. Yeah. Because um, sometimes you can feel a little bit, uh, what is it, like the water is kind of getting over your head a little bit. But yeah. Um, yeah, just having people that are there to help you and making sure that you like in any kind of profession or anything that you do, if you ask people for support, help and support um, and they, they provide you with that, it's just awesome yeah it's like makes you feel so much better i think it's really cool like um how a lot of schools now um and as you've mentioned onihanga high school a lot of them are encouraging the presence of competitive gaming um being recognized as something more credible um did you see that joe rogan clip that he said about you know video games how they're too like they're too dangerous because they're so much fun but they never get anywhere coming from your background now what's your opinion on that yeah, um, I haven't actually like watched the clip in detail, but I've heard people talking about it and um, just the stuff that he's saying. Of course, um, the argument around like gaming um, and whether it's kind of appropriate for somebody to to do either at a competitive level or just um, to have as as something that they do often. Um, I feel like it's people that don't quite understand um, the the actual like the multifaceted nature of gaming that make that quite make it harder than it should be. Um, I did a presentation a little while ago to, to some people um, at a polytech I was working at. Um, and it was just kind of like, when it comes to gaming and playing it competitively, there is only a kind of like a, a select few people that are going to make it to the very top and are going to make a living out of it and that kind of thing. Um, and then of course you have these other components like you know the FGC and the league community and the um, well, other <laughs> gaming communities that are out there because there are a lot of them. Um, but it's kind of like there are some people who are going to you know get to be the cream of the crop and they're going to make a living out of that. And for people who aren't there, it's making sure that you have some other kind of thing going on in your life that you're not just sitting there playing games all day because there is an addictive component to gaming there 100 percent is yeah um but if you have other things that you're doing like um you're out there you're exercising or you've got another hobby that you're spending a lot of time doing as well um making sure that there's a balance there is is the most important thing yeah um 
of course, that can be quite hard for some people to find um, other stuff that they can really feel like they can invest themselves in. Um, but for somebody to kind of say that it's something that you should like that you shouldn't pursue is is wrong. I, I think anybody should be able to give gaming a go. Yeah, I think his I think his whole thing was is that games are fun, but they can be disastrous because they lead nowhere. Yeah, that you can lose yourself in the fantasy that gaming is okay that it solves everything so what would your mm. approach be to someone a student who has that mindset who lives off in that illusion i feel like for um a student if that's the thing that they believe that it's like you know gaming's their whole life or that kind of thing um it's not necessarily going there and stopping them in their tracks and saying no this is not going to be a reality for you but just um making sure they're aware of what um you know what could happen next for them and helping them realize other skills that can come from gaming. Like, um, I mean, if I think about myself, how from gaming, I've been able to get involved in event management and I've made a lot of new friends um, in the FGC and I've built up a social presence and that kind of stuff. There are benefits to it. And so if a kid or, or a young person or anybody who gets involved can understand that they kind of should be looking for for benefits within that um that kind of scene i'd well i guess hopefully i'm on the right track with this but um if they can find things that are going to benefit them in other aspects of their life um then that's that's the main kind of thing they should be looking for and if if that's becoming harder and harder to do then they need to be considering some other option because if it becomes something where all you think about is just going home and playing games and there's no actual real other side to it, mm. then yeah, that's that's just going to be way too dangerous. Yeah. It's just like, I think even a few of our guys from the scene were erupting on Twitter, but I think we come from a different uh, different standpoint because like it's it's the NZFGC for us like it's a lifestyle it's not an obsession but yeah, try to explain yeah. that to normal guys and girls they'd be like you are obsessed you play on this game like three or four hours a night but it's like how is that different to any other hobby that you do exactly putting the same hours it's like how do you how do you justify that reasoning yeah yeah um i mean it's the same as people that you know i don't know go to the gym for four hours every night or play rugby every weekend or something like that. Well, it's just, it's the same thing for people that play games or people that do some other kind of hobby where they might spend a lot of time inside, but you know, they're still, their brains are active and they're doing something that is you know, really productive. Yeah. People might not see it as productive, but it is. Yeah. And for us, our scene, there's definitely a social aspect. Like, it's not just us in a room somewhere. Like, we know people. We want to hang out and do stuff together. Yeah, yep. And that's kind of a thing um, that some people aren't super aware of about the fighting game community or just um, with some other gaming communities, it's not really like that. So I feel like the FGC is in a really positive space where people who get involved with the FGC um, are there to you know learn and get better at the games and they make friends of other people and it becomes a really really positive experience for anybody who just even wanders in just just randomly or is just curious it, it just becomes more and more positive over time well I've we asked... have yeah no no you go man oh. you go we have like obviously some toxic people out there but um i mean it's 99 percent positive one percent toxic yeah well i've asked this to reno 
Um, how do you feel that the major for this year is going to be in Hamilton, your home turf? So good, man. Oh my gosh. Like, um, when I, like, when Dan shared with me that we're going to be having war in Hamilton and I had to, like, not tell people, I'm, like, trying so hard to, <laughs> like, not tell people that we're, we've got Nats in Hamilton this year. It's awesome. Um, obviously, it's going to run in a really interesting way. Um, I'm not, obviously, completely certain on um, what exactly I'll be doing at the event or what how much Standing Fierce is going to be running everything or if, if Dan's going to still be um, doing all the same stuff that he did for War and, you know, getting all that kind of venue set up and et cetera, et cetera going on. Um, but just knowing that we've, we've got it in Hamilton and we're going to be bringing, bringing more people down to experience our, our scene and our kind of unique culture is, is amazing. Yeah. And interesting choice of venue. It's not what we're used to. It's not a hotel. It's not a, a convention center. It's a, it's a, it's a theater. It's like a theater it space. Is. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where war was held last year. And so of course war would have been held here this year as well. Really awesome space. Um, I did you come to war last year, Drex? Nah, I missed it, bro. Yeah, but um, now that you say that it was the previous war, I can re- I can see that now because I have seen the stream. So yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's it's like this big, massive room, and there was just setups everywhere, and people were coming in and jamming, um, just basically from start to finish. Um. It's just a really nice spot, and people can wander out, and there's a countdown like just across the road, so they can go and grab something to eat or a drink or something like that. Um, and we're right next to the river, so if you want to wander down and like go take a walk and just chill out for a bit, if you had a tent set or if you just like you know get sick of being inside for a little bit, you've got that. Yeah. Um, it's like yeah, I'm really impressed with the space, and of course um, Dan is really impressed with the space, and of course that's why he's going for it again. So um, yeah. <laughs> I know Reno said that, like, to come to Hamilton, I need to check out Spicy House for the spicy noodles, pork intestine, and duck blood. What's yeah. your hotspot for food in Hamilton? Mm. In Hamilton, um, this is going to show how much of a guts I am, but um, that, that place, Eat Burger, where they have it in Sky City that I was talking about earlier with the first war, that is, that is really good. The burgers there are so good, man. Like... It's a little bit expensive, um, at least when you're on a student budget, but just like getting a burger from there, they've got like this, this sauce in it um, and some other stuff, and it's like more of this homegrown style, but it's different to like any other kind of, I don't know, burger place that I've gone to. Yeah. Um, besides that, little sushi spots. There's a little sushi place. Um, they're not open all the time, but it's just across the road from, the, um, from Waikato Uni. Um, me and my wife used to go there pretty often. It's called uh, Kiss Sushi or Kiso Sushi. Um, they do these mean as they like little sushi burgers. It's like rice and, and katsu chicken in the middle and um, lettuce. And they're like $3.50. Just just get a couple of those. That sounds good and, and yeah. healthy as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Much oh, nice. healthier than an eat burger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so heading into nationals this year, um, what's going to be your approach? Okay. Um, it's a, it's a very busy term um, at school, so we're going to try and um, fit in practice when I've got time, of course, focusing on other stuff like making sure that I've got my lesson plans all done and that I'm getting all my marking done. Of course, before I was um, doing the, the podcast with you now, um, I was getting getting a bit of marking done for my students, uh, so they're finishing 
couple of different little assignments. So after we got through all of that, um, making sure that I'm putting practice in for, for the games that I compete in, whether it's Street Fighter V, of course, my main game, Tekken 7. Um, will I enter anything else? Of course, I'm a player who likes to play every different fighting game, but I'm just kind of not sure if I'm going to enter everything this year. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just getting in practice, just having fun with the games rather than um, dedicating all this this time um, to, I don't know, playing on ranked or something where I end up getting tilted because I start losing or some of the problem happens. Just having fun with the game um, and just learning as much as I can and playing as much as I can with, with players like Reno and Rich and people like that. Yeah. Um, and then when I get to Nats, um, just, just giving it my all and focusing and just thinking to myself that you know, if I if I really try, if I really believe in myself, then I can do it. Because I said that to Reno, and I'm going to say it to you. You know, I, that's what you boys want is that you want one of your Hamilton boys to take it out or go, or yeah, go as yeah. far as you can go. Um, do you, do you, is there someone that you have to? Is there an obstacle? Is there a certain player you definitely want to face at nationals? Player that I want to face at nationals. Um, I guess across the games, like in Street Fighter V um, War last year, I played I played Ghost Ships quite early into the bracket, um, and it was it was two one. So I got a game off Ghost Ships. I I feel like there was just something more. I mean, that mental block of saying this is the best player in New Zealand was was stopping me from from taking it out. But I feel like if if we if I get the chance to play against Ghost Ships again, then maybe I can win. Um, I don't want to say it now and jinx myself, but yeah. I, I want I want to play Ghost Ships again and I want to try and do it. I'm sure Reno wants the same thing. He wants to beat Ghost Ships because obviously that's been an obstacle for him as well. Um, but playing against him in, in Street Fighter would be a goal. Um, I, I can't really think of other people. If I get to play Zazob and he plays, if he's playing Kami, because of course he changes um, characters over time. Like I want to be known as the best Kami. You want to be the Kami. Yeah. I want to be the Kami. No, um, I see. Like I'm kind of getting there. I'm not a player who really spends a lot of time putting in the technical work and thinking about the frames and things like that. So it makes it a little bit more difficult for me. But um, I want to be the Kami. Um, the Tekken, I think, um, it's it's difficult because there are so many good <laughs> players out there. Like we have really talented Tekken players here. Um, not to say that we don't have talented players in Street Fighter, but just Tekken, we just have so many good people. Um, I guess if I could play um, someone in particular, um, who would it be? Yeah. Um, I'd like to play with someone like um, Shredder Anas from Christchurch. Hopefully he can make it up. Yeah. Um, because he's really strong, and I practice with him a little bit um, on PSN. So, um, I think playing at him in bracket and just actually, you know, going hard and trying to trying to win. I think he might be a player that I'd really like to play against. Um, besides that, <laughs> not to <laughs> not to troll, but I think if Ultra Ojita comes down, I want to get that rematch with. Oh, Ultra I, are you really gonna will that into existence, man? Yeah, I, I want to yeah. play Ultra Ojita. Hey, okay. you know what? He's been playing Tekken 7. He hits me up quite often. He's He said he's he's going to actually... I think he's thinking about going to a tournament. Yeah. No, great. Like, good. Yeah. That's what we want, man. So, so he's, like... Um, he hits me up quite often, actually. Um, so I think he's become much more positive uh, in recent times. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I think if he he keeps playing, he was telling me he's he's got the world record in Killer Instinct two or something like that. So um, okay. good on that guy. Good on but, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you did something really cool. You hosted the you co-streamed um, the reveal, the summer update for Capcom. Um, you yeah. Co- yeah. You co-streamed the announcement on your Twitch channel. So I'm gonna play the key moments from your stream. And you can just comment on them as they pop up. So obviously the first one, a lot of players were surprised, was um, Dan Hibiki. I was like, what? <laughs> I was so surprised because, of course, there was this leak list that um, that everybody was going off where it was like um, Rose, Aura, who they'd get revealed, and then Sea Viper, Elena, Relento. So it was like, okay, so I'm expecting these guys to turn up. But Dan, who's like the joke character from Street Fighter Four and from other games, the, the joke guy? Being brought back to the game was like, are you serious? So that's what I, that's what I was saying. I was like, is this a joke? Like, are they just like trolling us with um, this like gameplay footage that they're showing? Like, is this just kind of some kind of elaborate ruse that they're putting us through? But no. So Dan's coming back to the game, which really I think is actually going to be quite cool. It looks like he's got some some quite um, stuff that would fit me as a player, where you can like cancel stuff into taunts and like attack people with them. Um, so that's actually quite cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Street Fighter League. Um, no surprise yep. there. Um, so that that's pretty good. Yeah. Do, do you watch? Do you watch any of the? Do you watch Street Fighter League at all? I haven't really kept up to date with it too much. I watch it a little bit when Punk is on there because Punk is a player that I I really like. Um, so when he's playing, I I often try to tune in and watch that. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really spent a whole lot of time watching Street Fighter League. I think it's kind of like when a tournament or Street Fighter League or something like that pops up. And I'm not doing anything else. Then I start watching. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what? This was at like five in the morning, eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you're excited, but you could you could tell your body's like still trying to catch up, eh? I like mad tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how did you get the um the all go for the co stream? Did you just have to send an email or something? Yeah, um, something popped up on Twitter where they said, hey, we're taking applications for um, co-streamers for the event. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll give it a jam. I know I'm not incredibly popular on Twitch, but we'll, we'll try it out and see what happens. And then they accepted it. And I was like, oh, sick. Um, so, like, I've got the all go to stream any other, like, Capcom, like, anything that they stream on Capcom vi- um, Fighters, I can stream too. So if they show, like, another um, big tournament, um, I'm allowed to stream that on my channel as well. So it's it's quite cool. It means that I can keep streaming stuff. And even if people from like the community decide to go watch the official stream or something like that instead, that's all cool. But it just means that if people want to get, get hype with somebody that is really hype about street fighter and wants the, you know, wants to support the scene for that game. um, then of course they can jump through and um, hang out with me. Oh no, that's cool, man. Yeah. Next is the, is, I mean, you know, it's not really a big thing, but those shirts, you know, um, King yeah, Omega's yeah. popping on. I'm not really somebody who um, buys a lot of kind of like merch and stuff. Merch for stuff. Yeah. Um, I buy some band merch sometimes, but that's probably as much as I do. But the shirts do look cool. Um, I think if they had like a hoodie or something, I'd probably be a lot more keen. But I, I really like that design. The design that they were showing there was really interesting to me. Um. Oh yeah, we've got the uh, yeah, Rose one. reveal now. I was getting trolled here. I was like, "What the heck is going on?" Yeah. So I could not spot the Rose. 
looking back at it now, um, this this is like a psychological thing. But when you watch it again after you've been shown something, it's like it's so obvious that you it's can't there. you can't unsee it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, dang man, I was I was like, what is is the character gonna be? Um, I thought it was only at some point. I don't even think that the hints had anything to do with him. But it was like he put his hands on the statue, and I was like, what the heck? Oh, they put him in the game. But yeah, so Rose. I'm actually pretty hyped for Rose. I wanted to play her um, back when they put Manas into the game. Um, so yeah, Rose will be really exciting. Um. So yeah, yeah. Rose's... All all four of the characters, honestly, I think were really interesting choices. Yeah, Manas master. Um, use a soul power and they did say that they were going to try and make maybe add some changes or some unique moves to her there we go yeah yeah they they do it with with every street fighter 5 character whether it's an old character they they change them in some way shape or form um which some people really hate but i think i think it's cool it just means that you know you have a different perspective when you play these different characters um this guy yep. Oro, I wanted to play for a long time. I he's such a weird character from Street Fighter Three. Mm. So um, yeah, seeing that he got announced and that he is coming to the game is pretty awesome. Um, he's like a charge character, so he's not um, somebody that I probably will play a lot of um, in a competitive sense. I probably would not play Oro, but just to play for fun, I think I'd play him quite a bit. And his arm. Because he fights one-handed, but his yeah. his second arm is magically binded, but he can fight with his second arm if he wanted to, right? Is yeah, the, the plan is the plan is for Oro in this game to actually have his arm out at all times, but to be holding a turtle. So the whole his whole thing is that he's got to balance this turtle on his hand the whole match. Wow! Like yeah, so he's he's obviously like extremely strong. <laughs> so that's that's why he only fights with one hand, but. Yeah, so he's going to try hold a turtle the whole time. I don't know how that's going to play into the um, kind of game plan at all, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, he's got that telekinetic ability, that little yep. green fireball thing, and he's got a double jump too. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how he's going to be rendered into this, ver- into this version of Street Fighter. It'll be interesting for sure. Okay, um, the big one, yep. The big one, I was like, whoa, that is sick. Like Rival Schools is such a fun game, and seeing Akira coming back is like, yo, she's gonna have such a like unique playstyle. I feel like um she almost looks like like if 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 I see her in Street Fighter Five and she plays the way that I think she's gonna play, then I'll play her a lot. Yeah, like I'll play her competitively. But we've got to wait and see. There's such a while away. That was the. The thing you'll probably notice later is that when I see the um the times that the characters are coming out, I'm like. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, for casual people who don't know, like this is this is a really cool thing. This is a special deal because this is a character that exists in the Street Fighter universe, not tied specifically to the game, but they're bringing her over. Um, yeah, exactly. This, yeah. Um, I think just it's really cool for people who want to have another Rival Schools game coming out as well. It kind of maybe gives some people hope that that might be coming soon because I feel like that would be hype if that happened. But um, just reinstills that hype about that old game. Um, I've played Rival Schools a little bit with some of the guys down in Hamilton and pretty, pretty fun. I don't know if you've played at Drax, but. No, no, I haven't. Were you excited that it was Akira? You didn't want um, someone else? 
I think, um, in terms of characters from the game, if, if it was going to be anybody else, I thought it might have been like Batsu, who's like one of the main guys in the game. Um, but yeah, Akira, I think I just liked the, the aesthetic of, of Akira, so I was just like, yo, let's go. But um, I think if it was anybody else, I probably would have still been like, oh, sick, from Rival Schools. <laughs> so um, it was kind of like, either way, was, was hype. No, definitely, man. Um, okay, well, here's a guess. Who's who do you think is the fifth character? Because they never gave anything. Fifth character. Um, I think it is going to be. Um, it's probably going to be like Sea Viper. You th- I, you th- I feel. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be her because she's in the story and stuff. Um, so kind of makes sense for her to be in the game. Yeah. But a lot of people are asking for someone like Makoto from Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter 4. And I think if she got in, um, people would, would go insane. But yeah. um, one thing that people have pointed out is that the fifth character only has three costumes. And normally if they don't have many costumes, it means they're a male character. They're a male, um, yeah. So it'll, it wouldn't be Sea Viper or Makoto. So it'll be, yeah, interesting to see who that is. Okay. But we're not going to find out for a long time. Yeah. Do do you find that, like, because we all thought, you know, because with Gil and Seth, that kind of, those would have been the characters to end Street Fighter V. So now that there's been this new array of characters, and you saw the footage, like, Dan is still a work in progress. Do you feel like this was just decided or worked on, like, not too long ago? Or do you, yeah. Mm. I feel like I read into rumors and stuff a bit too much. So it's like, um, apparently I think in the, in the official statement they made when they announced season five, they said it was in response to the fact that like, um, there was a really positive reception for season four or something like that, that they weren't originally going to do a season five. Um, but that's, that's what happened. Um, some of the leakers that I've seen on Twitter and stuff have been saying that apparently Rose and Oro and stuff have been in the game for ages. So, um, like hidden in the in the data files. Yeah. So that was kind of like, oh, okay. So they they would have been in development for a while, but it doesn't seem like it's actually yeah. that way. Um, and then somebody said in another article that I read that they were going to release Street Fighter Six next year, but because of COVID, they decided, oh no, we'll just do another season for Street Fighter Five instead. So yeah, yeah. So. With the way with this summer update, on a scale of one to ten, one being absolutely weak and ten being excellent, um, how how did the actual announcements go rate on a scale of one to ten, and then the character lineup on a scale of one to ten? Uh, the announcement side of things, I feel like I had really different expectations for the event going into it, but um, maybe I. I don't know what it was, but I think the annu- the announcement side of things was only like maybe a five out of ten. The way that it was done, I think it was because there wasn't really much gameplay or yeah. um, proper build up to anything. It was just kind of like, hey, there's some people talking, and then they say, oh, this character is coming. It's like, oh, cool. But um, I guess we can't really like you know expect that they're going to have full character trailers and stuff if they've only just started working on this. So it's it's not like it's their fault or anything. Um, just I think the way they went about it was um, just not really the right way, I guess. Um, but the character lineup is great. Um, like I'd I'd give that probably a, a nine out of ten, depending on how the characters play. Yeah, yeah, that good stuff, man. Well, who are you going to be jamming first um, from the lineup? 
I mean, obviously, uh, Dan, it could be Dan first, but like, for, out, of, out of those characters, who are you excited for the most? The most out of those four is Akira. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then Rose, then Oro, then Dan. And because I'm, I'm already quite hyped about Dan, that means that all four of the characters I'm actually pretty excited about. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts about Ono being relieved from his position? Um, being in charge of the the Capcom fighting game division because that was kind of a big decision that just kind yeah. of happened, but there was no like formal address to it. Um, I guess there's not much um that I have to say about that because I'm I'm not there at the studio, but it's kind of like um, Ono has made really good decisions in the past, and then there's some decisions that he made that hasn't been that great. So it is kind of um. Sad, I guess, because he's the person that we know so well. But I guess as we get to know the the newer producers for the game and that kind of thing, that we'll we'll get over it. Um, but I do hope that Honor um, stays kind of involved in um, all of the stuff that is is going on with Street Fighter because he's he's a face that everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his role now is the um, executive producer of the esports scene, and you're right. The best thing mm. now is that he's going to be more visible at events and at tournaments and that's kind of what we want right yeah 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 do you feel like we could that's have do you feel like we could have more announcements and reveals like this like we appreciate like do you feel like developers should do these kind of um events streamed events i feel like um yeah that i feel like if developers have stuff that they're going to announce in this kind of state of the world that, of course, we've never been in before, um, there's not really too many other kind of options, but um, announcing stuff, no matter when it happens or where it happens, um, the scene is going to appreciate it and going to get hype about it. But I think um, announcing stuff kind of quickly, not to say that they should rush into announcements, but announcing stuff um, faster always seems to work better, at least in my opinion. Um, but of course, we had the other announcement recently, which was the the Tekken Seven Season Four, and that was like, I was waiting all day to watch that stream, and then they, the stream started, and they said, "Oh, the announcements are in an hour," and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like, please announce it now!" Yeah, and it was like, um, when you like know that something's going to happen, you just get more and more and more like, "Please, just just let me see this now." Um, so. They know what they're doing. They're hyping people up really well. So, um, yeah, I think they should do more stuff like that. I definitely do. Yeah. Well, with that, man, we'll get to the final questions. All right. So you're good. Ooh, okay. Yeah. All good. All good. Okay. Sweet. So first one, what's your favorite Maori myth or legend? Ooh. Okay. Look, this sounds, uh, this might sound basic, but it's like, um, Maui and the sun. Um, <laughs> You know how he, he went up there and he chucked the chucked his rope and everything over the sun and pulled it down. I always thought that was solid. There's also a really good um, video on Facebook from a guy called DJ Spell, um, where he does a voiceover for Maui in the sun. It's the most <laughs> crack up video <laughs> ever, man. So look that up when you got time. But yeah, nah. Maui in the sun. I'll go with that. Nah. good man. Yeah, I will do that. All right, next one. Throughout all Street Fighter Five seasons, which has hell, which has had the strongest cami and why? Season two. Season two, Kemi, um, because she, um, her V-reversal was stronger, her pressure was was a lot, like, his, her pressure is really good, but it was way better then. Um, 
and I think it was just the fact that like in season two, um, the kind of damage output for all the characters was was higher, um, and it just made Cammy like she was like top tier in season two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's sweet, bro. All right. Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme? I am going to go with Krispy Kreme. I feel like Krispy Kreme's got got more of those uh, like original styles. That, there's like a Nutella one that they've got out at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Good stuff. Nice. All right. Name three key rivalries in FGC history. Uh, <laughs> ooh, rivalries in FGC history. Um, we have got. Sorry, I'm gonna have to think about this for a little no, bit. That's okay. Um, three key rivalries. Dude, I feel like I have got them in my head, but I'm trying to access that part of my brain where I can say them. Do Do you want me to um, Do you want me to help you out a little bit? Yeah, so yeah. You, come on, you've got the iconic Eva Moment 37. So you mm, oh, you, 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 you want to think like worldwide, not just NZFGC. If you want to go NZFGC, that's fine. What, whatever you, yeah. Just any, any worldwide. three key rivalries, yeah. Oh, Daigo versus Tokido um, is, is definitely a big one. Um, knee versus Arslan Ash, 100%. Yeah. Um, and then... I mean, we can pick. Oh, yeah, Sonic Fox versus Perfect Legend. Like, not that's like, those are, hilarious. Those are, those are three strong ones. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Man. All right. What's your dream car? Oh. What's that? Um, the song with I think it's Eminem song. Smack that, and it's um Lamborghini Gallardo. <laughs> that's my dream car. Yeah. Red uh, one. Red one. Red one. All right, bro. By your knowledge, has anyone ever participated in a handbats and never paid? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna call them out. No, no, I'm, yeah. I'm just surprised you you answered that quickly. <laughs> Jesus. Because yeah, I know because it happened last time. Like because oh. it's not something that I that I like you know chase people up about, but yeah. it's just something where I give them a friendly reminder the next time. Like, hey, we didn't get any money from you. Um, hey. making sure you do it this time. That yeah, kind of, pay but, the entry yeah. fee, man. Come on. What's the love song you'll play to your wife to make her feel joyful? Oh, hey, there's some actually really good ones. Um, the song that we played at our wedding was uh, "Perfect" by Ed Sheeran. Um, so of course that's a it's a good song to pick because we had it at a wedding day. But there's um, a song that we were listening to. Uh, well, she was listening to it at the time that we got together, which is um, it's called "Sugar" by Tara Junior. Um, so if I play that song, then it, it takes us back to when we first got together, which is quite oh, cool. That's lovely, man. Oh, that's cool. Which one of the seven dwarves describes your T.O. mentality? Doc, grumpy, happy, sleepy, bashful, sneezy, or dopey? Hmm. Uh, I guess I would go with, with Doc. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I'm just trying to you know, keep everybody um, satisfied and making sure everybody's doing all right and that kind of thing. So, Doc, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you're a pretty, you're a pretty chill T.O., you know. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Is staying in school still a relevant term to achieving success? Now, this is a really good question because um, staying in school is something where, for some people, it's not actually going to be an option that, is going to work for them the best 
because um, staying in school is definitely something that people should do to make sure they get all the skills that they need to move on to other things that they they want to achieve later. Um, but I guess staying in school up until a point where you have all the skills that you need to move forward and succeed would, would be the, the key thing there. Nice. And who is your waifu, Arashi? Uh, well, of course, I have my, I have my real waifu. Your beloved. But yep, I do. But um, if I had to think of somebody from a game, I guess it might be like, um, you know, Ayane from Dead or Alive. Yeah, man, purple hair. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> what? Just because she is it the hair? Is it is it because she's a ninja? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, like back. Back when I was a little um, weeb teenager, and you know, ninjas were so hype for me. Like that, of course, just ninjas. Purple hair, also very nice. Yeah, sweet man. Well, hey, thanks again, bro. Now this is fun, man. Um, yeah. Any any last words or shoutouts? No, oh, cheers, man. Just thank you for having me on. Um, I appreciate it, and also like, well done on getting to episode fifty. Um, it's you know. A, a series that we love here in New Zealand and uh, keep it up. That's yeah. the main thing. Oh, I guess for shout outs, of course, obviously shout out to Hamilton FGC. Um, shout out to um, my Fano and my, my mates from back home in the 764 in Taranaki and um, shout out to my wife. Awesome. Jenny. Sweet. Well, take care. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Welcome.